0: I'm Rev. David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. This week, our Bible reading is probably one of the strangest in the New Testament. It's the story of the Transfiguration. Jesus goes up a mountain and, as witnessed by three of his closest disciples, his face shines brightly And he meets with the long dead Elijah and Moses. And this sense of strangeness is added to by the fact that the incident happens in the middle of Jesus' ministry. Yet we're only a few weeks past Christmas, and so far, Jesus is only just beginning his work. And then next week, our reading will take us back to Jesus' baptism and time alone in the desert. So why is all this happening now? And what does it mean for us on our Christian journey through 2021? Well first, let me read the scripture to you, and then we'll get into it. So, from Mark's Gospel, chapter 9. Jesus took Peter, James and John, and led them up a high mountain, where they were alone. As they looked on, a change came over Jesus, and his clothes became shining white, whiter than anyone in the world could wash them. Then the three disciples saw Elijah and Moses talking with Jesus. Peter spoke up and said to Jesus, Teacher, how good it is that we are here. We will make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He and the others were so frightened that he did not know what to say. Then a cloud appeared and covered them with its shadow, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my own dear son. Listen to him. They took a quick look around, but did not see anyone else. Only Jesus was with them. As they came down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has risen from death. Well, wow. I suppose that when people talk of mountain top experiences, then this is the kind of thing that they're referring to something mysterious, amazing, supernatural, possibly frightening, maybe even life- changing. Peter is so overwhelmed. That he talks about making tents for everyone seems a silly thing to say. I wonder if he was embarrassed about it afterwards. But for all the strangeness of the event, the truth that shines from it is very simple. Jesus is the son of God and he's got a job to do. And from next Sunday, the first Sunday in the season of Lent, we'll follow him. ...as he journeys from the mountain top of transfiguration to the garden of resurrection. Traditionally, Lent is a season of repentance, of turning to God. And often our focus has been on making amends for what we've done wrong... ...so that we're in a better place to meet with the resurrected Jesus. But I wonder if in these very strange times which have gone on for so long that the new normal is now simply old and boring, I wonder if we might take something from this situation and just work with it over the next few weeks. It's nearly a year since the first lockdown. We've all spent that time experiencing the world in a different way, especially with regard to relationships we see fewer people. Some people we've not seen for over a year now. We no longer hug or kiss or shake hands with anyone apart from those who are members of the same household. And yet, the relationships that we do have seem to be more intense, more significant, more real. And brief moments of interaction a snatched conversation on the doorstep or from one side of the road to the other, are more special than ever. A few words can make our day. The transfiguration is special, intense, there's no touching but it's deeply relational, it's mysterious and it points beyond itself to something else. Starting from now and travelling through Lent, can we spend our time focused on relationships and on grace? I think that if we can do this, then actually the outcome will be a turning towards God, a repentance. I think that it will open our hearts, ready to accept Jesus living and dying and living again. Now, to help us on our way, I want to offer an experience and a prayer from the Apostle Paul. And I use the word apostle deliberately. It's a word that was reserved for those who had met Jesus personally. And yet, Paul was nowhere to be seen for the whole of Jesus' ministry. Paul didn't follow Jesus, in fact, he was against him. But then he had his own mountaintop experience on the road to Damascus. And it was in that experience that he met Jesus and his life was transformed. He turned to God and an apostle is what he became. Much later, as Paul develops a ministry of letter writing, often from prison, he sends a letter to the church in Ephesus And the first thing he does is offer them a prayer. And I'd like all of us to hear this prayer and accept it. Accept it as being prayed for us today. Here it is. It's from Ephesians 1, verses 2, 17 and 18. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I remember you in my prayers and ask the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the glorious Father to give you the Spirit who will make you wise and reveal God to you so that you will know him. I ask that your minds may be opened to see his light so that you will know what is the hope to which he has called you. Isn't that A wonderful prayer. We're just coming out of the darkness of winter into the light of spring. We're just about to embark on a journey of revelation in our church year. And our prayer is one of grace and peace, of hope and light. We look back to Christmas and the fact of our faith that God is with us. And we look forward to Easter and the realisation that with God, nothing is impossible. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.